Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode one hundred and one of the Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was they're slicing. So, Frank, um, what did you come up with for they're slicing? And I hope it has lots of slicing. There's a lot of slicing, slicing, stabbing, mm. asphyxiation. I guess at some point. Oh, okay. Um, but slicing mostly. I mean, that could still all be related. I'm still hoping you you subvert my expectations and that this is going to be about food. There could still be no. asphyxiation with food. There's absolutely no choking. No, there's, there's shoving no... shit in their fat fucking gullet. Like, no, there's yeah. no subversion, buddy. This is you just get what you get. <laughs> okay. But it's um, it's on theme in uh-huh. the sense that we're going to be talking about 1980s slasher movie magnum opus new year's evil um which takes place on new year's eve of 1980 um i'm shocked have you ever have you ever seen this movie um when i start talking about it if you've seen it you wouldn't you'll know it immediately yes i believe that i have um yes (laughs) this also fits into some of our categories from last year because this is produced by the canon group Mm. um so Fantastic. Know, right up my alley. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I thought I had seen this movie for the majority of my life, and it turns out I think I was either thinking of Bloody New Year's or there's another New Year's Eve one. Mm. Um, Bloody New Year's is terrible, by the way. Uh, you and I watched that. Maybe it was just me. Nice. I watched it last year, and it was awful. <clears throat> it's also called something else, um, but I can't remember. I, I think I saw it under its alternate title. Because I actually almost watched that for this, and then I started it and was like, oh, this fucking movie, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Um, So let's talk about New Year's Evil, shall sure, we? Sure, tell me all about it. Um, So centered around this woman um, who I described as late 70s version of Becky Lynch from WWE. Okay. Um, Who is this super popular rock radio host named Blaze. That's her, mm-hmm. um, uh, her nom de nom de plume or, or whatever. Um, so she's hosting, you know, the, the New Year's Eve countdown, and everybody's all psyched, and they have all these hot bands that are playing. And what I would ask of you is, if you have time, to listen to the soundtrack of New Year's Evil, because it is one of the funniest soundtracks ever in terms of like. I guess it was original music written for this movie. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Um, but it's pretty funny um and sort of misogynistic there's 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 a lot of misogyny in this movie um so anyway so diane she's part of the whole gimmick here is that it's a telecast as well um like a simultaneous telecast with like the radio so they have call-in viewers so diane she's all she's all hype and this guy calls in and so here's one of the more interesting things to me about this movie and i really enjoyed this movie i'm just gonna like premise by saying that um because i am gonna make fun of it a lot but it was like fun making fun of Mm -hmm. they showed the killer right away like it's not one of those movies where they're trying to like make you guess who the killer is okay like the dude is right there 10 minutes into the movie um calling blaze and he has like a vocoder in his mouth like a auto tuner 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, Blaze, I am called evil, and I'm going to come kill you. But before I kill you, I'm going to kill one person at the stroke of midnight. So basically, the gimmick is that they're in Los Angeles, but this guy's killing people through the time zones, uh-huh. which the cops figure out like pretty much right away because the cops are actually relatively competent in this movie, which is another... Um, thing that I found to be interesting and actually kind of really liked about it was it wasn't so much like oh no one's paying attention or no one takes her seriously like so has he been they... kill- actively killing her? no 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 that's that's through the course of this movie because okay. the telecast is the lead up you know it's like a like Dick Clark type thing like it's like a okay pre- so he's just traveling across the country into different no no no, no he's he's in Los Angeles okay. but he's got his watch set so his watch when it's like midnight in New York then he kills somebody. So that's the first kill. Oh, okay. Makes sense. He right, murders, I got you. murders somebody at midnight yeah. Eastern Standard Time. Right. So to do that murder, he dresses up like a male nurse and goes into, um, I guess it's like an insane asylum. Okay. And he meets this nurse and he seduces her and he has sex with her. And then while he's having sex with her, he stabs her to death and she dies. So his gimmick is he's got a boombox. And he records the killings an on the boombox. An box. evil boombox? Yeah, it's evil. Everything's he's 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 evil. Right. So he records it on the boombox. So then when he calls Blaze back after, because she like you know, oh what a creep, and hangs up on him, and he she doesn't take it seriously, even though again the cops are like you know we might want to think about this as being like a credible threat or whatever, and she's like nah it'll be all right. So then he calls her back and he's like hey Blaze I got a surprise for you and he like plays it and you hear like ah like that and she's like oh my god she's so like, hold on he calls her while he's having sex and killing her no 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 no. he he audio tapes the having sex and killing her <laughs> so while he's calling and back after boom, that happens he can gotcha. play the evil boom box yes. yes so that blaze can hear the okay. killings all i'm right. telling you like this dude he's he's, he's got he, it all he, planned out right he knows what's what right um Jigsaw. So you find out that she has this strained relationship with her son and she doesn't really like her husband um, who's I think they the, the husband is like on tour he's an actor but he's in like New York or something. Mm-hmm. So they try and show like this they try and build like a character here with Blades, um in between these rocking like songs that they're playing um, I wish I would have like I should have used my evil boombox to um record some of the songs from this so we could have like listened to them together but that's not happening mm-hmm. um so so killer his new plan is he has a fake mustache and he puts his fake mustache on and then he puts on this nice suit and then he goes to a new year's eve party um and he's like hitting on this girl and he's like oh you know uh fuck who is the actor that he says he's gonna go meet up with it's somebody ridiculous like ricardo montalban is having like he's like his agent or he's ricardo montalban's business manager or something and it, it's not ricardo montalban but it's somebody else equally is like okay. ridiculous. And he's like oh well i gotta go to this you know i'm obligated to go to this party but you know maybe if you want to go with me so she's like oh i'll go with you and then she brings her friend and he's like hey the more the merrier and they're like hey we like the way you think so they're driving down the road and um he's getting all upset because he's like we have to be at this party at midnight and the one woman was like 
I got to take a leak. Can't we pull over? And you can see them like, oh, my God, these stupid assholes. Like, why are they why are they delaying my need to murder mm-hmm. at midnight? Um, So they go to uh, like a liquor store or whatever. And the woman goes in to freshen up and to buy some booze. And so the guy um, murders like the girl, like the first girl. Um, And, you know, boombox records, whatever. So then the second girl comes out and the car isn't there. And she's like, what the fuck? So she walks a little bit and she sees like blood on the ground. And she's like, oh, my God. And she keeps walking and she sees um, like the arm of the dress of the first girl, like hanging out of the dumpster. And she's like, oh, my God, Sandy or whatever. And she opens up the dumpster and he's like crouched down with his fake mustache. And he's like, ah, surprise. And he just like pulls her in and then he like murders her, too. But that happens off camera. <laughs> um so then you know he calls and you know I blaze I got something for you to listen to and I keep killing um so that happens and she's all freaked out mm-hmm. um so then his next guys is as a priest I don't remember exactly like what he hoped to like gain from the priest thing but a bunch of so he had like some plan but he like takes off his fake mustache puts on a pair of glasses puts on a priest costume but then as he's driving he runs into it's like peewee's big adventure like he runs into the motorcycles of this hell's angle (laughs) hell's angels biker club Uh and they get all mad at him and they start chasing him so he's like driving away trying to get away from him but they keep chasing him so he pulls into a drive-in theater and um parks his car and they're like looking around like knocking on cars and looking for him um so he's like gonna sneak away but as he's sneaking away one of the guys like sees him and so he's like oh i'm I'm a pacifist i'm a priest and the guy's like oh, and then stabs him to death so that guy's dead okay. um so then he goes and he finds a car where these this couple are like like making out and he throws the guy from the car and he gets in and he steals the car with the woman in the back seat, um, which I don't understand why she needs to get out of the car at that point because you're in like a public place, but whatever. So she rides with him and she's like, Mister, like, don't kill me. I'll let you do anything to me. Like, just let me go. Um, and this guy, like, he's well prepared, but he's not the most competent criminal, really. Like, so he pulls up and there's these two drunk dudes that like get in front of the car. So she screams and runs away and. He um chases her, uh, and the drunk dudes don't really do anything either, which is disappointing. Mm. Um, but he chases her and he ends up like recording her and murdering her. So she's number three. Okay. So then um he's finally like so at this point, like he's called the radio show three times, and the police have locked down the entire hotel that this um uh, countdown is taking place in. No one's allowed in, no one's allowed out. So he pulls up and he's like, huh. So he goes around to the back, like the loading dock area, and he sees there's only one cop. So he stands around a corner, and this is the one incompetent police officer on this entire, like, the L.A. police force. And he's like, hey, officer, I think there's a drunk over here. And the cop's like, ooh. And he, like, comes and, like, starts coming down, I guess, to, like, check out the drunk. Hmm. Yeah, like, rouse this, like, 'er ne'er-do-well. And the killer hits him over the head with a brick and knocks him out. Mm-hmm. And steals his police uniform when he gets in the building. 
so when he gets in the building there's like a he takes like this back stairwell and there's this um i don't know what you call it, like a like a traveling chest where he's got like costumes hidden in it and he like gets into it and he puts on like this track suit you know takes off his police uniform puts on this track suit and he like walks away so hmm. blaze is like all rattled by this most recent death and she's like look like, I just need to go and get freshened up, and I want to change because, like, I'm so nervous. I'm, like, sweating through my clothes. So this police officer takes her upstairs, like, this lieutenant, and they have this, you know, whatever, back and forth. Um, And they get in there, and, like, her, her son is there, and her son is like, oh, you never loved Dad. You don't love me, and he runs away. And the cop's like, all right, I'm going to stand outside. And then while she's sitting there, this the killer, like, comes walking out of the background. And she turns around, she's like, oh, honey, what are you doing here? And that's the twist, is that the killer, that's her, her husband. Mm. So okay. he said, like, he comes out and he says to the cop, like, oh, hey, just I want to let you know that I'm here um, just in case, like, you know, you see me and you think I'm not supposed to be. And he's like, well, how did you get up here? And he's like, oh, you know, I've been here for a little while. And he's like, no, because we searched this place. Like, <laughs> how did you get inside the building? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm her husband. And then the cop's like, is he your husband? She's like, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> um, so how does it happen? She ends up realizing that he, like, starts talking crazy. And she realizes that he's, like, a killer. Like, he's the killer. And he starts accusing her of, like, trying to seduce their son, which I never saw any evidence to that effect. So I don't know if you were supposed to, like, infer or if it's just him, like that's just part of his craziness, is that? Um, on, and the, then the claim is she was trying to seduce their son. Yeah, like he hates her because she's successful, and everyone thinks that he just lives off of her riches, and he feels like she's like sleeping around on him, and she's trying to like. He says, "Turn on our son." So I don't know if that meant like in the, okay, like the sixties way of like getting right. him on drugs, or like right. in the right. more modern way of like. You know, yeah, sexually, right, right. Yeah, okay. and, but who knows? I don't know. He's a lunatic. Sure. So he ends up um, chaining her to the elevator, and the idea is that when the elevator goes down, it's going to crush her. Um, mm. but the cops have figured out at this point that he doesn't belong there because he had said, "Well, like I told the agent I was coming, and he let me in." And the agent's like, "Look, I don't even like that guy. Like, I would not let him in, no matter what, mm -hmm. even in the best of circumstances. Definitely not now." So they're going around looking for him. Um, so it ends up where there's like a gunfight between them and they save Blaze from getting crushed. And he ends up on the roof and the main detective is like, you know, come on, let us, let us take you in. Um, oh, the other thing, too, that he revealed is that the son ended up going to an audition and getting a part. Like he used a fake name. And he earned a part on his own, and like the dad and the son are like so proud that he was able to do something outside of his mother's shadow. And mm. the father wants to take the son, like you know, to celebrate in Mexico. And I don't know why they need to kill the mother for any of this. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like why the dude? Right. But he's just like a misogynist, and sure, he hates right. women. And right. women make everything awful, and uh -huh. he, he can't be a man when he's like having to live under anyway. Right, his so, his, his wife got a little bit more fame than him, and and it's well, like I, I can't, I can't the remember worst. if he's yeah I can't remember if he's actually famous or not. Maybe he might just be like a 
like a sugar to- baby or whatever. Like Tobias just going to some auditions. Yeah, like, kind of. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so they have him on the roof and they're like, you know, let us bring you in. Like, you don't have to do this. And the guy jumps and kills himself and he's dead. So at the end, um, she's all shaken up because, you know, she's been like chained up and everything. And they're like, well, we're going to take you to the hospital and put you in the ambulance and we'll meet you there. And then they put her in the ambulance and it goes to the front and driving the ambulance is the son. Um, and it's implied that he's going to take his mother and kill her mm. because I guess he hated his mom too. See, I don't understand. Like that part isn't necessarily hundred percent. How old is his son? Uh, he's like an adult, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. He's the, they're like probably in their forties. So in his twenties, I guess, I mean, he's an okay. adult enough to go and audition on his own and everything. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, so New Year's Evil. Um I actually was surprised that the guy was the father. Um, I was surprised at the twist. Oh, um, so this is Pinky Tuscadero. The woman that plays Blaze. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. But yeah, it's um just an enjoyable horror movie. Uh, um that kind of wasn't what I expected it to be. It wasn't the movie I thought it was. Number one, I thought it was a different movie. Yeah, I've never seen this movie now that. Um, but it's worth watching. It's free somewhere. To be, I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's free on Freebie. That's where you got to watch Freebie, it. But okay. it's also there's a really good version on YouTube as well. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, and I just I enjoyed it. I would say it's like a four out of ten chagrin. Um, okay. some some goofy shit. Um. But it's better than your standard like '80s slasher because it's trying to do something different instead of just being like the run of the mill. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, worth 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 watching, and good for New Year's. I figured it was right. A nice. You're ap- apropos. You're you're like the killer in this movie. You're, you're, I am. You're, you got it Planning all figured it out. out uh huh. Right. <clears throat> Except we didn't do it yesterday. We did it today. So. But it's kind of late to the party a little bit. Yeah. But it's New Year's Day. That's true. It's a good New Year's Day. So <laughs> um awesome. See these categories. Maybe these categories have worked out for you. I mean it's been good so far. <laughs> one episode in. One 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 episode <laughs> in. But there were so many things I could have done too. That was the mm-hmm. that was the nice thing about it. Like it wasn't trying to pigeonhole me into some bullshit. <laughs> Um, it actually let me like have some some choice, and sure. that was nice. Sure. So you texted me when was this? Last night. Last night, yeah. That um, there was some pigeonholing that was attempted to <laughs> to be done on the spin chagrin. Yeah, friend of the podcast, Jason Heaster, trying to get you to put a category on to force me to watch Rebel Moon. Yeah, the new Zack Snyder. Um. Sci-fi opus? I don't know. Sure. And you asked me if I was going to watch it, and I said I had intended to watch it, but I didn't know if I would actually go through with it. Um, But you know what? I went through with it, and and I figured there's going to be some slashing in this movie. So you said, and you said you were going to go through with it before you said you weren't sure. Yeah. My first thought was, oh fuck! Now I got to watch it. So you watched it too, right? So I don't want to go into like a big plot description of this movie. Sure. Number one, 
I don't even know what the fuck to say. Um, it's, it's just, it's all vignettes. Like, I it's mean, super derivative of, I, I made everything. A list. Yeah, but I made a list of things that really okay. stuck out to me. Uh-huh. Um, Doctor Who, Firefly, Avatar, Warhammer, Dune, The Matrix, and various um, Japanese role playing games from like video games and Star Wars. But here's the thing I think it's the least derivative of Star Wars. I mean, I think it's it made it almost made me like Rogue One. You should like Rogue One because it's a good movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I think out of everything, Star Wars is very derivative of Rogue One more than anything, to some degree. Like, yeah, I guess, but I mean, it's such a standard like boilerplate. Yes, I buy like trope of like, yeah, the former whatever who's now like given up their life of sure. war to be yeah. on the yeah. Okay. So not the the non spoiler of this of anybody like the plans to watch it because I don't think we should get into too intensive spoilers, but because uh, it's only been out for like ten days. So um, the the brief description of this is. There's a moon, they're farmers, um, you know, there's some some unrequited love between, like, you know, like a male character and a female character. Um, maybe. 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 It's not sold very well. No, it's not. I, nothing I, I nothing, spent, nothing I, is. <laughs> I spent 70% of this movie trying to figure out um, whether or not they actually liked each other. Right. Like who liked who and I don't know. Anyway. Right. So so anyway, um the let's just call them I can't remember what they're calling the movie, but it's like let's just say the Empire. Um, like the, the fascists, like, you know, the ones that are like controlling like the, the galaxy, the universe, uh come in, they want like the fucking crops from these farmers and you know, they're like, you know, give them a time limit and then uh some you know, shit happens with some soldiers that are left behind with one of the villagers, and it springs the main character, uh, was it Cora is her name, into action, and eventually she goes around with uh one of the other farmers, like the head farmer, and tries to like gather people up to um uh create an army to like fight off these uh, fascists when they come back to the planet. Like so that's so a lot of it is just them gathering up people. That's the like it's a non-spoilery plot it's a fucking jrpg it's i'm look i sort of sure i figured i had a whole weekend off so i was gonna start playing final fantasy 6 again yeah um far better like gathering of people and plot and everything in that game Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing it's like oh you know here's this wild man that lives on the veldt actually the name of the planet that it's on but one of the places you go in final fantasy 6 is the veldt to get this guy that can tame monsters and i was like because hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i just played that part like when that part came up in the movie and i was like, well um and he jumps on their back and that's how he like right. you know gets gets their right. power and then there's the fucking so there's a scene in this movie where for no reason um they go to recruit this assassin woman who's partly robotic whose name is nemesis which is the stupidest fucking yes. name that you could have picked. And she's fighting this giant matriarch spider woman who's mad because her eggs can't hatch because of radioactivity or some shit, I guess, is like the premise. I swear to God, isn't this the premise of a Doctor Who episode? Where yeah, there's the it, it's the exact same thing, right? Where like the spider woman is mad 
because right. she came there to birth her children and like there's sure. something fucked up and and I'm watching and thinking like god damn Zack Snyder like how much you gonna steal from other shit yeah like there's the thing with um so they're not the Imperials they're the Imperium <laughs> um right. and they're not dressed like Nazis they're dressed like Soviet Union like mm-hmm. communists mm-hmm. um including mm-hmm. even like the pat like the fabric of their clothing and everything is that mm-hmm. like thick, thick like cable thread like soviet union era like uniform right i sw- it, like it reminded me so much of um it was a combination of the character from inglorious bastards uh what's his yes name? hans Landa. Hans, yeah yeah and the guy from firefly who's in charge of like the giant um yes. space vessel that's coming after him. yes like it was those but two characters I, yeah yeah together. yeah that's good that's good yeah i definitely like immediately within the first like two minutes like of like them landing thought like oh this is just hans landa like you know i mean here's the other thing that really bothers me is that this is a futuristic society with robots and space travel and laser guns and people still just have like swords that they're fighting with like ain't no motherfucker fighting with a sword what, or building guns or building a split rail fence out in the like desert planet when there's they have independently operating and thinking robots and people right. are still farming yeah get out of here swords man they're fighting and so, with right yeah. the yeah. main bad guy has a walking stick with like yes. a knobby end that he like beats people to death with yes just shoot them right Right. Here's the other thing that really kind of bothered me about this movie is there's way too much weird sex shit in it. Like this dog face man implying that he wants to like rape um the main character dude, like the Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe he's not Han Solo. That's the problem, is he's not anything. Like he's got nothing. Like I thought he was the bad guy at one point when he like sells the planet out to try and like make some extra money and then 10 seconds later he's volunteering to go and help save i don't know whatever oh you're talking about um uh nicole hoosman yeah like yeah okay yeah michael hoosman yeah um he um yeah he's he's a much better actor than what was given here i i don't blame any of these actors i'll be honest for anything no i i agree i mean Um, there's some there are some really good actors in the movie sure the problem with it is that the the problem and I'll since we're talking about the acting, I the only person that had a personality or was given a personality or maybe displayed a personality or was allowed to have one maybe by direction is Charlie Hunnam. It's the only person that it like inf- like changes the inflection of their voice. It feels <laughs> like all, in the movie, like but all that he is is fucking Benicio from oh, the Star uh, Wars trilogy. Yes, uh, agreed, agreed. But I'm just saying that in terms of like delivering dialogue, nobody changes their fucking personality or inflect. There is no personality to anybody other than the Charlie Hunnam character. Like that's it. That's like the only character that feels like allowed to have a sense of humor or. And look, yeah. it's very much like Justice League, where a lot of those characters don't really have much of a sense of humor, are super serious all the time, except for right. Flash, who's allowed to have. Aquaman a little bit too, but yeah, you're in a different way. I mean, but he's still fucking serious all the time. Like, um, fucking guzzling 
fucking whiskey like while the weight was crash around him um but there's still another like there's another dirt like, okay so there's a dog faced man that wants to right sex michael yeah. weisman and then um noble who's the name of the villain um is getting like molested by tentacles or something yes. i don't know that's don't... that's a really weird scene too yes yeah Here's what I will say. Not them. and then there's the the attempt at a uh, a uh, uh, gang rape. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. the catalyst for right getting the main character woman to finally realize that she needs to save these right. poor indigenous farmers who are really just idiots. <laughs> right. The funniest thing about this movie, though, is that as derivative derivative as it was consistently mm-hmm. and i swear to god in every single scene i would see something and say oh just like in that episode of mandalorian or <laughs> oh just like in that episode of firefly or oh that's exactly the same thing that happened in that episode of doctor who um i actually didn't hate it you sure. know like i didn't I, find it yeah. to be particularly well done or interesting mm-hmm. But I also didn't find it to be overly offensive or terrible. I mean, it was just, uh, right, know. right, and and that's that's the interesting thing about this movie is I'm sitting there and watching it, and I'm not enjoying it, but I'm not hating it, and it's a really interesting thing. I didn't start to really grow tired of this movie until after the Spider Woman shit. Yes, or whatever. agreed. And then I just started being like, okay, is this movie going to end? Like. So here's my complaint as I'm watching it. It's like I'm sitting there and saying like, okay, this is derivative, but if a lot of sci-fi is derivative, right? It's like this is derivative of so many things and it's tropey, but I'm watching the scene and I'm not necessarily hating it, but it's the same problem with so much recent Snyder shit. It's like let's take you talked about the guy so you're not giving too much away. There's the guy that talks to the fucking wolf Griffin thing, like uh-huh. whatever the hell it is. And like I thought that was like okay. Like when he's gone up and like talking to it and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he's gonna like try to tame it and ride it. And then he gets up and he gets it off the ground or whatever. And it's like okay, I thought that was decent. And then you gotta see him fly it for like three minutes. It is a long time that he's. Why been doesn't it just? If you're going to cut it down, because there is going to be a director's cut at some point. If you're going to cut it down, why don't you just have it like him go up in the air, and that would have been satisfying. And then it's like he comes back down, like you cut, and he comes back down, and you move on the story. No, you got to see him fly the fucking thing. And I'm sitting there. Why is this happening? What's going on here? And I felt that way about every scene, whether it was thirty seconds, a minute, three minutes, five minutes. Every scene felt like it just had this unnecessary extra stuff to it. Yeah, it's true. It's, and, and the, like the, the slow mo too. Oh well, the slow mo is always going to be awful. But think about okay, so when she reveals herself, like to be like this kind of badass, right? After the gang rape, which is like attempted gang rape, it's actually a pretty well choreographed fight, I think. Sure. So he goes, it's it's good. Yeah. Like I, I, I was I was like, okay, this is good. And then the slow-mo starts. And I think the slow-mo takes away from if you would have just played that out in real time without the slow-mo, she would have looked like such a fucking badass. Such a badass. 
And by slowing it down, I think you're taking away from it. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's like, you know, you think about like, you know, and look, it got bad for a while with a lot of so many things, but it's like those Bourne movies, right? They, I mean, those are all choppy and cut, like, you know, the quick cuts and everything. But it's like by do, having everything happen really fast, people look like badasses. And we, we, we learned this 20 some years ago, like, you know, and but slowing it down doesn't make it look cooler. It just doesn't. And yeah. I think it takes away from the scene. I think it takes away from the character. Um, I'll tell you, when I was watching her intro or her, um, origin story and was thinking like, oh, man, this is like Warhammer meets Gears of War. And they did this thing where she's like running over like a fallen something and yeah. like it does slow motion. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, I, I saw it in a commercial for Gears of War in like, like right. 2003 or something. Right. Right, like that exact same like frame. It, it felt like a PlayStation commercial. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I so I don't come here to destroy. Um, this movie. Right. But I agree. I don't. Think it's, 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 it's not it's, worth watching. I don't think either. Sure. Yeah, agreed. Um. Like, I, there's just so many problems. Even if you just ignore how derivative it is, there's still like lots of issues with it. The other thing I want to bring up is like it's it's well documented right now. There is a director's cut is going to happen, right? So this is part one. I can't remember what the title of it is. And the then there's fire, part, fire lady, something, something like that. Yeah. And then there's a part two, like the Scar Giver or something. I do remember, like that comes out. What did you say? April, April twenty fourth. April twenty fourth. Okay. Oh, happy fucking birthday to me. Okay. Um. So. So this was two hour, a little over two hours long, right? The next one, I'm sure. Minutes. Yeah, and it's like however many minutes of credits, right? So it's like the next one will probably be roughly the same, I would think. Um, maybe a little bit longer. So that's going to be four hours, roughly, four, let's say four and a half hours. Um, but then you're going to have a director's cut. So how long is this fucking director's cut? Like six hours? Like Probably three and a half. Would be my guess. Huh? No, 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 no. Uh, he has more shit that they filmed. Yeah, I think it's going to be like another hour and 15 minutes of extra. You think it's going to be like three so, more no, hours? The two parts. Right? Well, I'm saying the two oh, parts oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. are going to be four right, hours right. just total. It's like, so it's going to be like six hours long, like this like director's cut that has all, oh. all together and everything. Sir, I think, I think the second part of this is going to be every bit of two hours and 45 minutes. Okay, I so it's gonna, what? It's going to be seven hours the director's cut? Yeah, like, seven seven hours plus to watch okay. like this entire. So here's the thing: opus. is if if you're going to have the director's cut and it was established before this even gets released that you were going to do this, that it was going to get cut down to be digestible for the masses or whatever, and then have the director's cut, um, why wouldn't you cut this down more and just make it one movie? Like, there's so much unnecessary stuff in this movie that you could cut this two hours easily down to, like, an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 25 minutes. And then whatever the next movie is, like, you could cut it down to two. You could release a three-hour, 15-minute movie that's digestible to some degree and just, like, quick-paced, gets through the story, and that's it. And then you can have your fucking seven-hour version. Like, this could this would be a much better movie if it weren't fucking two hours. It, it would yeah. suck, but it'd be better. Yeah, I agree. I I don't know. I don't. 
I don't really understand a whole lot of choices of anything in this movie, to be honest with you. So I don't know. Right. Um, Oh, the other thing, too, that I want to talk about is there's a scene at the end of the movie and something has happened without, like, spoiling anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But you finally get the the big bad is finally, like, revealed in all of Mm -hmm. his glory. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, it's, like, ripped out of Dune. It looks just like a scene from um Villeneuve or whatever his name is Dune movie from what is that two years ago now I guess yeah so I don't I don't know I guess imitation is a sincere form of flattery but um yeah this dude's just like ripping off everything he can yeah and and the weird thing is is like he started like like him and his friends started like talking about this and creating parts of it in like 97 um and then, like, they took this project, I think, like, 10 years ago just to, to Lucas, like, to Disney. It was, like, right after, I think, Disney bought, Luke, like, everything Star Wars. Um, and then there was the potential of, like, them actually, like, working together, I guess, and, like, making it a Star Wars movie. And then he just, like, adapted it so it's not a Star Wars movie. Like, yeah, but, um, so it's, like we're going back 20 um you know nearly 30 years so was he has he just have they just been stealing shit this whole time well sort of but i mean i think it's the thing where like what it reminded me of is my friends and i used to play gi joe and just action figures in general so we would like have a combination of everything like you'd have joes you'd have transformers and thundercats and you know whatever like some people were giants and we had like all these stories we made up playing it and you pulled things from other places right like there was shit from crawl and conan and like things you would watch and you just like had this like world that you built with your action figures where it's sort of like your thing with your wrestling your gi joes where they had you know storylines that were probably you were probably influenced by shit from watching nwa no sure wwf and yeah absolutely we just have never had the ability to take like all those stories and have (laughs) a company give us millions of millions of dollars to film them right right yeah um yeah like give us fucking a hundred and fucking 60 some million dollars like i think sometimes you probably don't even remember where the idea came from it's just there oh yeah it's true but I also think that Snyder is a derivative bitch. And mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. thing is, is it's so pablum like most of it that who even cares? Like he's just vaguely like taking tropes from intellectual properties. He's not directly ripping off and he's doing it so much worse that it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to looking through his filmography real quick. Is this the first thing that he's ever is is Sucker Punch original? I believe so. Unless it's like based off some indie comic that I don't know about. Yeah, it looks like it was original. I'm trying to do a quick quick look through here. Um so I mean I think besides that. At least we don't have to talk about this fucking franchise again for four more months. Right. And I guess Army of the Dead was probably original, too. Um, uh, yeah. 
So yeah, those are the two that like are like not like adapted in some way that like he had like a hand in. Um Yeah, and this. So that's not a good track record overall. Because Army of the Dead. Oh. Yeah, it's a bad movie. One of the worst movies of another, that year. But another movie that's super derivative of other things, too. Sure, sure. And it is like, he does take a lot from video games, which I think is maybe the one thing that kind of maybe saves him from as, I mean, I, he's not like a critical darling or anything, but I think he would get savaged a whole lot more if people that were like film critics were a lot more savvy about because I'm telling you, there's like storylines like ripped right out of Final Fantasy games in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I could not believe like that shit. Like I was playing Final Fantasy and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to watch this fucking movie. And I just got into that part in Final Fantasy VI where you're <laughs> on the belt with like this wild man of the belt. And I watched this movie. And I'm like, oh my God, Zack Snyder, what are you doing? But whatever. Do you, do you know what's hilarious? I did not know that Legend Legend of the Guardians, the Alzagahul, was a real movie. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I've been missing. I didn't realize that was... Uh, yeah. There, there's a 30 Rock joke where... um, It's when Matt Damon is her boyfriend and uh, they're on the airplane. Like, she's flying on his flight. And the flight keeps getting delayed, and it was, it's like eventually, like she ends up like you know, like re- leading like a rebellion against him because like they won't fly. But the in the in air entertainment is Legend of the Guardians, the Alzaga Hool, um, and Damon keeps making references like throughout because he's like been influenced by it because it's been the in flight entertainment for like two months or something like that. And I didn't realize it was a real movie. <clears throat> oh yeah, uh-huh. it's actually not a bad movie. He directed that. Snyder did? Yep. I know I did. That's the first movie you directed after Watchmen. All right. Um, yeah, I, I can't recommend watching it, but like if you watch it, like, I mean, you're just gonna I think most people will just be bored, like, you know, most of the time. Like, you know, yeah. maybe some see the see the kernel of some good ideas that are derivative, but ultimately be bored. Is my You're guess. gonna be surprised by how much violence and action there is, yeah, and how little is actually happening. Right. Right. All right, you want to see what you get next week? Oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm not advocating the guillotine, but I'm just saying. The category is I'm not advocating the guillotine, but I'm just saying. (laughs) That's a good line. What was that in reference to? Do you have any idea? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I can picture myself saying that. I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying they should be murdered, but <laughs> right. Um, what do you want to talk about, huh? Well, you want to watch a couple of trailers? Sure. Okay. Um. So, let's see here. Have you seen the trailer for a movie called Love Lies Bleeding? No. All right. Let's go ahead and pull this up here. Um, Oh, who is this? Uh, 
Yeah, okay. So this is uh the next movie from uh Rose Glass who directed Saint Maud. Um Oh nice. Uh stars uh Kristen Stewart, Jenna Maloney, uh Dave Franco, Ed Harris. Um <clears throat> so let me go ahead and get back to all this. Close some of this shit down. Got too much going on. All right. Share screen. <clears throat> Got my laptop to work again so I can actually watch it. And... Yeah. You talked to your dad recently? Why? Saying saying the killers at Harris. Give us a call. <sighs> so where did you appear from? Oklahoma. I've never been anywhere but here. What were you doing with that big girl? <sighs> Get a lot of crazy ass foreigners mostly. How's it going, guys? It's like some oh, bound action or something. She needs a job. Maybe. Don't do anything. Yeah, you like guns? Not really. What the fuck you doing here then? I'm a bit more powerful than a punch. Huh? Fuck yeah. Call me when it's done. What is this place? Huh? Yeah, like, I don't know. You don't understand. Get back in the car. I don't know what it really reminds me of. Looks like you've got your hands full. Don't regret this. I mean, what is this, said in like the 80s, you think? We'll just need to fight back. Yeah. I'm gonna tell them everything you ever did. FBI, open up. Are you threatening me? Yep. Well, that was really stupid, honey. I actually think this might actually end up being okay. Yeah, it looks good to me. <clears throat> I'll never fall in love, okay? It looks almost like a Cohen's throwback or something like that. Yeah. Just updated with different sensibilities. It kept reminding me of something, but I couldn't think of what, so I don't know. But I'll watch it. I really enjoy same model a lot, so. They're trying to try and confuse people with this shit. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, I like St. Maud well enough that I'll check out her next movie and see what's going on there. Um, romantic thriller is the genre that is being billed as. Yeah. All right. Have you heard about American fiction or seen the trailer for it? What is that? A Jeffrey Wright movie? No. Uh-huh. Um, 
Orion Phil Orion Pictures? That's it, that still exists. I guess so. Huh. So this is getting a lot of like buzz for multiple reasons. Um, like Oscar buzz. It's getting like, you know, controversy buzz kind of thing. So um how did you come to write this book? What really struck me was that too few books were about my people. Where are our stories? Where's our representation? Would you give us the pleasure of reading an excerpt? Yo, Sharonda, girl, you be pregnant again? If I is, Ray Ray is gonna be a real father this time around. Thank you. Your books are good, but they're not popular. Editors, they want a black book. They have a black book. I'm black, and it's my book. You know what I mean. Look at what they published. Look at what they expect us to write. I just want to rub their noses in it. <laughs> I'd be standing hmm. outside in the night. Deadbeat dads, rappers, crack. You said you wanted black stuff. That's... Black, right? I see what you're doing. We sold your book. No. We believe Mr. Lee has written a bestseller. It's a joke. The most lucrative joke you've ever told. Now, is Stag a pseudonym? Yeah. Mr. Lee can't use his real name. Is this based on your actual life? Yeah, you think some bitch-ass college boy can come up with that? (laughs) 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 Can I ask what you were in for? Was a murder? Yeah, you said that, not me. And <laughs> three hundred thousand copies. Your books changed people's lives. They're offering four million dollars for the movie rights. <gasps> yes. The dumber I behave, the richer I get. <laughs> this has gone too far. Stag Arley is still <laughs> on the run from authorities. You haven't done anything. It's not like they can arrest you. Yeah. <laughs> I could go back to not selling books. Is it bad to cater to people's tastes? People want to love you, Monk. You should let them love all of you. There's already so much buzz because of the movie deal. Michael B. Jordan is circling. We want to put him on the cover in one of those um, uh, scarves, I guess you would call them, tied around his head. <laughs> a do-rag? Do-rag, that's it. Do-rag and a <laughs> muscle shell. <laughs> call the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> We can get it out in time for Juneteenth. <laughs> Jesus. Um, did, that already, did that already come out then, I guess? Uh, I think it's limited release. Um, they wanted to get it out before the award season and stuff like that. So um, I don't, I'm not even sure if it'll get a wide release, but it, um, yeah, I, I saw that like a month ago or so um, and thought it looked fun um yeah i would watch it yeah uh let's see real quick let me slide out well so i give him the ability to uh, it just got released on the 22nd of december um mm-hmm. yeah brits five is the closest place that's playing so it's a limited release um that'll be a limited release in my apartment at some point so yeah it'll probably be a limited release in your apartment in about two weeks 
is my guess. I bet you it won't get a wide release. Um, let me check that. I don't know about that. If it was released that late in December, it's Oscar bait. <laughs> it was true. Hold on. American Fiction was released in select cities on Friday, December 15th. And was expanded the following week, Friday the 22nd. So, no, I don't think it's getting a wide release, probably. Well, no, but um, that's the thing is if it gets Oscar buzz, it'll they'll hold it back until, like, February. Mm. And it'll get a wide release. And then it'll make, like, a shitload of money. Yeah. That's how they do um. Yeah, I thought it looked good. I like Jeffrey Wright. So yeah, I do too. Um, yeah. it's it's a funny premise. I mean, um, Stag Arley. Um, it's really funny. Yeah, that's something there. Yes. <laughs> All right, what else have I got for you? Uh huh. Have you have you seen the the Bricklayer trailer? I don't believe so. All right. So we not only have the beekeeper this year, we also have the bricklayer. Um, I hope that what's the, I was going to say Leslie Nielsen. That'd be funny. Um, Liam Neeson, isn't it? Murdering people with bricks. Uh, it's it, no, it's um, it's 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 somebody who's trying to be Liam Neeson, I think, like um, and might as well be at this point probably in his career. Um, it's Aaron Eckhart, um, looking like um, oh god, what's his name? Not Chris Christopherson. What's the other one? The guy that I always think is Chris Christopherson. Who's this? Who's he look like? He looks exactly like him, and I can't think of his name. It is Chris. No, um, no. Who's the, who's the is the who's the guy that um Tom Jane? <laughs> no, um, fuck the guy that wrote um Barry Child and um all those Midwestern plays and shit like that, and is an actor. Man, all right, whatever. Let's watch this trailer, and I'll look it up. Exactly what it is and what it will do. Its form is its function. That gives me peace. Can I help you? Sam Shepard. That's who I was trying to think of. Sir, this is urgent. What am I looking at? Victor Raddick. We need to bring Vale out of retirement. What do you want? Can an old friend stop by to say hello? Someone's trying to blackmail the CIA. He can bring down our entire global network. That's why I want you to go to Greece to fix it with her. It's a big assignment for you. First time in the field, no supervisors. Uh, <laughs> I have not watched this trailer yet. This is not where I thought this was going. So what's our move? Have to find him and end this. You should have stayed where you were. Is that Rennie Harlan? Now that you're back, director, it's going to be hard for you to leave again. Clearly, that is Rennie Harlan. Is it? I think so. I 
Yeah, it is. You can't hide from me. I'll never. I. Who, who knew Renny Harlan was still alive? Renny Harlan probably. Fighting in the rain. It's unique. <laughs> not building a chimney. Never do a job without my tools. Because he's a bricklayer. Um. I just mm. watched a movie I really enjoyed. Yeah. That's that same vein. Um, the Killer on Netflix. Oh, right. right. Um, I'm really tired of those movies, though, I think. Like the... I don't know how else. Like the uh, older world-weary martial arts expert assassin dude that, like, mm -hmm. it's just trying to find love in the modern age or something i don't fucking know and i thought the killer was really good but yeah um was the killer trying to find love in the modern age i don't know have you watched it yet no you haven't watched it yet i'm not going to tell you what happens but the killer is great because fincher for as hit or miss as he is sometimes can make a really good movie and understands at least like making a really good scene in a movie mm -hmm. and the opening 25 minutes of the killer is ballsy and i don't know it's hard to explain but i really enjoyed it a lot um that's all i'll say there uh -huh. is a love interest aspect to the killer though all right Sorry, I was just seeing what the... Oh, okay. This is the trailer for a video game. You got no horror movies for me? Uh, do I? Let me see on this list here. Um, I do have two horror movies, but I mean, like, like mainstream, like, you know, release horror movies. There's not much out there right now, but I got two that are, like, maybe, like, not as mainstream release, if... You want to look at one or two of them? Yeah, I want to see them. All right. Um, you got to give me something I love. There's a horror movie that's coming out. I can't remember what it's called, but it gave me very A24 vibes when I saw the trailer, um, even though it's not an A24 movie. You mean like in the sense that they're elevating that horror? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So this is called Night Swim. Oh, I don't want to watch this trailer again. I've seen this trailer too many times. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't care about it either. It looks like trash. Yeah, it's a stupid. Does. It's the stupidest fucking premise. <laughs> All right, it's like a... fucking. Yeah, I... who, it's it, it's what's his name? Juan, right? Or whoever? Or no, no I Blum, don't know. I'd... Blumhouse or it's something? Blumhouse, I think probably. It yeah, it's fucking. Me. It's the stu like. Oh, it's a haunted swimming pool. Ooh. Right. What about uh? He want that way? Have you seen this yet? No, I don't know what that is. Um. Sounds like my kind of jam, though. You guys keep asking about the five guys that I killed. Why don't you ask me about the one that I let live? 
Do you need a ride? I'm going east on 66. I'm Jim. I'm Bobby. Can I ask you a question? Roaming, that's all. Just gonna ask, right? Experiencing America. Oh. <laughs> Plenty of room out here to do some damage, huh, Jim? What the hell is that? Hey, it's Bobby. <laughs> He's our friend. You want to say hi? He's spanky. Wait, did you just say spanky? And I seen everything he ever did. Ed Sullivan, Perry Como, Today Show. The network canceled Spanky's contract, so I'm having a real hard time getting us jobs. Over here! What are you doing in that car? It's a stick-up. Bobby, you don't want to do this. Yeah, you don't know what I want, Jim. I don't know what I think of this as a horror movie. I don't know who you are. Thriller? Suspense? Okay. Just got pushed. I was tired of people. The serial killer. I was thinking about a deal. And nothing scary about that. I'll take you as far <laughs> as I'm going. No trouble. No police. What's in it for you? When we get to Chicago, you let me go. If I catch a liar lying to me, I'm gonna discharge nobody. I'm down the road. Freak for a brother and a drunk for a dad. Maybe I can be better. You are better, Bobby. If I can teach a chimpanzee how to play the piano, then you can do whatever you want to do. Let's go! Let's go! What the hell did you do back there, Bobby? I'm glad that Zachary Quinto's so good work. Respect. Yeah, me too. Respect means honesty. Like, outside of, like, American Horror Tour. You said we had Yeah. It. You said you're a straight shooter. But you're not. So we're gonna be straight with each other from here? It bothers me. Yeah. That it's he went that way and not he went that away. <laughs> because to me, like that's the yeah. saying is he went that away and not he went Right. That way. That's if like you're on car fifty four, where are you or something though? Like, or something not, like <laughs> Or I'm watching Looney Tunes or some right. shit. Right. Yeah. I mean that's where I know that phrase from. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean um I guess. Okay. I mean, I think that's the he want that away is like a joke reference to he want that way in like old like cop like crime movies or cop shows probably. I refuse to believe that. I think it's I, always he went that away. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't like I think what happened is that like, you know, there was like some crime movie that somebody referenced in like some sort of a cartoon or something at one point because like it was set in Boston and it's like he want that away officer like you know um and then it, somebody thought it was really funny and it just caught on like in a series of cartoons or something like that isn't it the guess. thing the big chicken says or whatever the big chicken yeah What's the big chicken? I don't fucking know. Well, I don't remember his name. Foghorn Leghorn. Oh. Isn't he a big chicken? He, he's a rooster, right? Isn't a rooster a chicken? Sure. I don't know. I grew up in the Allen part of Elkton, not in the Sticks part of Elkton. I don't know what a fucking rooster is. Um, I mean, he is probably a rooster because he's a man. Yes, a rooster is a chicken. Oh. Yes, okay. 
like um big chicken um i don't i don't know foghorn what is this kind of, I, I don't think foghorn leghorn ever said like he wanted that away like there when you look at the bunny were... i think probably said like he want that away maybe hold on When I look up, can I get an etymology here? Come on. Um, so that that away is actually in Collins dictionary, <laughs> like. Uh, word origin. Eighteen thirty to eighteen forty. Brian, the old west, where talking to rooster was telling people, <laughs> trying to throw him off his trail. He went that away. Hold on, the trends over the years. So basically, eighteen thirty two to eighteen seventy three has some some usage. And then it comes back in the 1890s for a while again. And then 1916 through... Hold on. Where is its peak? Where is its peak? Its peak is in basically 19... Early 70s? Yeah. It peaks in the it peaks in the seventies, like in the in the early seventies, in terms of usage that way, um, which kind of jives with those cartoons that mm. we're talking about, probably. I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Um, they went that away. I I can picture it in my head, but I don't feel like looking it up. I don't think it's Falkhorn Lighthorn. I think, like, when I think of those cartoons, I think of, like, humans, like, saying that shit on the street, like, you know, and stuff like that. I can see Bugs Bunny saying it. Um, hold on, what's this? That's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it would take a, it would take a while to, like, go through all of this. Here's a Hey Arnold reference with the He Want That Away. Hmm. Um, What is that? Is that also Hey Arnold? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think cartoons is a good bet, but I think the cartoons like we're referencing something else. Um is there anything else on my list here? You didn't want to watch Night Swim. Yeah. I have nothing else. They're not releasing like very many trailers right now, like at least anything that could even potentially be interesting. Um because we're getting ready to come up on that January to March period where everything's going to suck. Where everything's going to be available streaming right away. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite pretty, period. Pretty much. Um, did you watch anything else this weekend that's not going to be discussed on the podcast? Uh, I don't remember. I feel like I did. I don't know. It's all a blur. Hmm. 
It's the problem when I have like a three day weekend is just kind of all runs together. Right. Well, you also and it was played, really. You also played a lot of Final Final Fantasy, right? <clears throat> um. Yeah. I mean, I'm approaching the midway point in the game. I guess so. I don't know. I'm maybe like. I played like maybe 13 hours of that this weekend, I guess. Just leveling <clears throat> and. Yeah. Reliving my best life. Mm. But it was good. I All love right. that game. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is six again? Which. Is that a play, early PlayStation? No, it's the. Last Super Nintendo. Last Super Nintendo. It was seven the first PlayStation? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Okay. That's the one. Zephyroth. 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 Right. Whatever. <laughs> Zephyroth. I know nothing about Final Fantasy uh, whatsoever. Evil, evil Italian pastry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm according to powdered sugar. And that, I'm would, that would. <laughs> All right. So. <clears throat> This coming week on the primary podcast, we have um, first fresh five in about six months, and then mm. next week for the spin chagrin, uh, we will have the category of "I'm not advocating the guillotine, but I'm just saying." So that'll be interesting to see what it, like guillotines. Like I, I can't even think of anything else other than like the French Revolution or something like that. Maybe I could watch a Wu Tang Clan. Uh documentary or something do you have a have you already thought of a plan for this at all no i have no idea i mean i guess you could go with the headings right like i don't i don't immediately i don't immediately like have anything come to mind so it's gonna make me really think Mm -hmm. about it so i mean it has to be it's it's guillotine right like i mean like that's the key term like that you have to work off of in some way i think I mean, you could do something with death penalty, right? Potentially, uh, I'm trying to think it through for myself, like how I would deal with this. I don't know. Don't don't give away my secrets. <laughs> I got to think of them myself. Right. I mean, I'm sure I could find something set in the French Revolution. Um, I'll figure it out. All right. Um. I guess it's too far different. I mean, Robert Guillaume movie. <laughs> Stop. You, <laughs> you can't do that. Like, it's just because the first five letters are the same. Like, come on. I mean, it's my um, thing. I can do whatever I want. Hmm. What you going to do? Stop me? No. And that's true. Um. All right. So next week we'll be back and Frank will figure out like, uh, how he's going to handle this category with the guillotine. I'm going to do it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Deuces.